Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, we're celebrating World Read Aloud Day, created by the nonprofit Lit World and sponsored by Scholastic. World Read Aloud Day is celebrated in more than 173 countries worldwide. The annual event, which takes place this year on February 2nd, challenges participants to grab a book, find an audience, and yes, read aloud. Research shows that reading aloud provides many benefits to children. It helps strengthen their cognitive development, improve their vocabulary, and increase their attention span. Best of all, it fosters joy. As one teacher told us, my favorite part is when I look up and see that look, that smile, that tells me I've hooked one more reader who will fall in love with reading for a lifetime. Reading Aloud also offers a safe way to explore big emotions and lets a child know that they are loved deeply. To illustrate what we mean, here is Tammy Charles reading from her picture book, All Because You Matter, which was named the best children's book of 2020 by Amazon. Tammy wrote All Because You Matter as a love letter to her son, Christopher. Did you know that you were born from queens, chiefs, legends, Did you know that you are the earth? That strength, power, and beauty lie within you? Did you know that you are sun rays, calm like ocean waves, tough like montañas, magic like stars in space? And on the day the universe was created, you were thought of, dreamed of, carried like a knapsack full of wishes, as planets, stars, moons took their places, making room for you, your people, their dreams, your future. All because since the beginning of time, you mattered, they mattered, we matter, and always will. We thought we'd make this World Read Aloud Day a family affair. Tammy is here with her son, Christopher. Later, author Varian Johnson and his daughters, Savannah and Sydney, will read from Varian's critically acclaimed graphic novel, Twins. Then I'll talk with author Aida Salazar and her children, Avelina and MJ. They'll read from Aida's brand new picture book in verse, In the Spirit of a Dream, 13 Stories of American Immigrants of Color. Now, here are author Tammy Charles and her son Christopher reading aloud from All Because You Matter. On the night you were born, stars sprayed across the sky, each one full of light, hope, love and all the moments in your life that would matter. Like your first steps, bare feet planted on cold floor, 
hobbling, wobbling, toppling, only to stand and try again. Or your first words, spoken almost like a lullaby, notes climbing a ladder to the sky. Mama, papa, mahalkita. Or the first time you opened a book, like a mirror staring back at you and really saw yourself. Same hair, same skin, same dreams. The words and pictures coming together like sweet jam on toast, musica blasting through barrios, sun and blue sky, all because you matter. This question is for Christopher. Christopher, why does it matter that you see yourself reflected in the pages of a book? Well, it it makes me feel good and it matters because it's good to see everyone around the world having a nice time and stuff like that. Yeah. And if I could just chime in, one of the reasons why I write, well, really the biggest reason why I write is for this guy right here. As you can see in his answer, it was so normal. He enjoys seeing kids like him have a good time. But as the adult, I have a broader purpose. I want to normalize kids of color having a good time. I try to write a full range of stories so that he can grow up knowing that there are many ways that he can be represented in books, almost like a revolution of of sorts where I'm trying to combat any negative portrayals of people of color. I try to work against that through the words that I write because when he opens a book, I want him to see that he comes from a legacy of excellence And yeah, he can have a good time along the way. Now that All Because You Matter is out in the world and Christopher has read it, how has its meaning changed for you? Well, when I first wrote this love letter, I wrote it for Christopher because it was this pivotal moment in his growth where he was starting to see things in question what he saw on the news or, you know, portrayed in the media. But I, I quickly realized that this is not just his book. This is everyone's book, all children. And that has been very impactful to me, a real reminder of why I do this work. I want my son to know that he can literally achieve any dream that he has for himself. But I want all children to know that. And I want all children to know the power of kindness and empathy, respect. That's really the way forward. So that seeing that growth has been, it's worked wonders in my writing. And it's something that whenever I step into a new story, I have that at the forefront of my mind. Now, here are Varian Johnson and his daughters, Savannah and Sydney, reading from Twins, Varian's graphic novel. The car stopped moving. I looked up and there it was, O'Connor Middle School. Sixth grade, the first day of the rest of your lives. That's our dad. He was way more excited than we were, or at least more excited than me. Remember, try new things. Make new friends. I was in the back seat checking my schedule one more time. I'd already memorized it, but you never know. My twin sister, Francine, was riding up front with Dad. It's okay if you're not the smartest. Dad, this line is super long. Can you let us out here? Sure thing. 
What do you say, Maureen? Um, sure, I guess. Never mind. I'll drop you guys off up front. But, Dad... Patience, Francine. Dad, this line isn't even moving. Do you really want us to be late to the first day of school? Save your breath. We're staying in line. Hmm. I'm going to be cutting it close for that meeting. Francine caught his eye and flashed a grin. Sorry, Maureen. Y'all better get out after all. Yes! Sydney, what did you like most when you read Twins for the first time? I liked it because our dad put our names in it. (laughs) That is great. Have you showed the book to your classmates? Not yet. Not yet? Oh, my goodness. If my dad wrote a book, I would be showing it to everybody. Marion, tell us about reading aloud to the girls and what benefits you think it has for them. Well, I think it's really interesting. When I when they were younger, I would read to them all the time. Picture books and we would talk about the words and the pictures and how they work together or sometimes against each other. And it was just a, a different way of thinking. Um, now I do some of the reading, but they also read aloud as well, too. So, of course, it's helping with just all the mechanics that go into phonics and reading and things like that. But it's really fun sometimes after we read the book together, we can sit around and talk about it. Like the choices the character made, if they were good or bad, what we might make in a different situation. And and I think what we find really interesting when we talk about characters who aren't all good and aren't all bad, they're really, I like to say nuanced, which is a big word, but they're really complicated. They have some good parts and some bad parts, right? Savannah, do you like to read on your own too? Uh, yeah. What are some of your favorite books? Um, The Babysitter's Club. Oh, that's a good one. Now, here are Ada Salazar and her son, MJ, and daughter, Avelina, reading aloud from Aida's new picture book in verse, In the Spirit of a Dream. 13 Stories of American Immigrants of Color. First, MJ will read, and then Avelina. We set out across continents, oceans, and borders to find a place where we have been told our dreams can be made, the United States of America. We come as migrants, often unwanted, to this country that will always belong to the first nations to inhabit it was built largely by those enslaved and forced here, together with those who are immigrants like us. We follow a dream that doesn't always come true. Sometimes it fades before us, yet we persist and pursue it to awaken a future of our own. These are some of our stories, the songs of our spirits, our longings, the challenges and the heights to which we have risen in search of fulfilling our wildest imaginations. I will be reading a poem about Concesao Damaseno, my dance teacher. A chrysalis lived in Concesao's heart that nested a dream to dance, to flutter, and glide above the Brazilian Bahia where she was born. The movement of samba, the whirl of orishas, the blessings of her mother, the Amazon filling her lungs, opening and lifting her wings, defining the beauty of her sway. She soared, a borboleta, a butterfly in all its grace. Beyond the dirt floors that raised her, 
beyond the dance schools that trained her. She came to land in another bay, in the United States. Here, the swell of all that made her spun to full splendor with Rasachi, her very own dance studio and dance company, the numerous shows she choreographed and directed, the countless San Francisco carnavals in which she paraded, the many showcases to help other immigrant artists, the beautiful Brazilian Day and La Vagem Festival she launched in the streets. She infuses each of her creations with the spirit of Brazil and makes all those who experience them feel the joy and elegance of her dream in flight. Wow, that was absolutely beautiful. Now, Aida, your children have been such good sports. They just got home from school and very graciously read aloud for us. Tell us what it was like reading aloud to them when they were growing up and how you think it benefited them. Well, I started to take my children to the library when they were infants and my son in utero, you know, so he heard story time every Wednesday at the Cesar Chavez Library here here in Oakland. And reading was such a integral part of our daily activity. My daughter at like two years old didn't know how to read but she had memorized so many books that were read to her. Like I remember reading Whistle for Willie. And and one day um, when my sister was over, my daughter sat down and she read her the book verbatim. She had memorized it. It's a 42-page book. I mean, it's kind of a long book. And she had memorized it because she had been read to so often. And so that was kind of part of it. And, you know, it got to the point where my daughter, I would read to her at, before bed and I would fall asleep. And I, I knew that she had learned to read when she took the book from me and, and, and read <laughs> <laughs> and so herself. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so that was like when she was about uh, four years old. She, we were reading Charlotte's Web. Oh, these are great stories. And I love that you've written stories for them. Why is positive representation so important in literature? And why is it so important for kids to see themselves portrayed in in books and art? It was during that time that I discovered that my children were not represented. In all of those books that I read to them, we didn't see them. We didn't see them. So I secretly started writing little stories to them about them, and they really loved it. They could see the light in their eyes just totally come on at the mention of something familiar, at the mention of something that they owned or they knew or they loved. I think that that really instills a sense of pride and, and self-esteem, and, and it's an echo of love. When you can see yourself in a beautiful light, in words or in song or in culture. And so I have this, you know, belief that our children are that beautiful light. And, and, and it's my job as a children's book writer to, to reflect that to them. That's so beautiful. An echo of love. We'll end with Aida reading her poem about Haitian-American author Edwige Dantecourt. Stories slid into Edwige's curious mind when, as a child, she listened to her elders retell their lives and myths in the midst of blackouts on her island home of Haiti, a home she would leave for the U.S. when she was 12 years old. 
As she grew in Brooklyn, the shape of her life was sculpted by new city streets that moved her, by what she remembered, by the will to read, to write, to dream, to call into being her own stories, whispered by ancestors and an abundant imagination. What sprung forth was a lineage of books, one after the next, awarded for excellence, with stories of Haitians, immigrants, women, brothers, and families who collect their pains and their loves and offer them in the palms of their warm hands. The stories Edwige tells resound, crick, crack, a Haitian call and response, carried into fullness by her immigrant pen and the breath of an island. My great thanks again to the authors and their children who joined me today. And thank you for listening. To learn more about World Read Aloud Day, check the show notes or go to scholastic.com slash podcast. Special thanks to producer Bridget Benjamin, associate producer Constance Gibbs, sound engineer Daniel Jordan, and music composer Lucas Elliott Eberl. I'm Suzanne McCabe. We look forward to sharing more Scholastic Reads next time.